0: Welcome to another episode of Trashy Divorces. Another
1: episode of Trashy Divorces. This one
0: is a special one. This one's very modern. Very modern. Double Fantasy, the first time a Trashy Divorces episode has been named with an album title, not Mm. a song. But I found it very appropriate for the Double Fantasy wives that Brad Pitt has had. Uh, Double Fantasy is a double album released (laughs) mid-November. 1980 by John Lennon. The Yoko Ono songs on there, you may have your other feelings about, but John Lennon just did some amazing work last album that he released before he was killed about three weeks later. It was cute how you laughed at me when I asked why you wanted to name the episode a porn title. John Lennon, you (laughs) are such an alien. All right, so we're going to talk about the episode in a second. It was good podcast tears within 60 seconds i well you well my... in rage towards the yeah my i was just confused was, right. we'll talk about it all in right a minute. we'll talk about it so we want to give a big shout out in our magic mirror yep. to our new patreon people this week stacy start us out sure we've got clary we've got christina
1: we have nicole and we have christy thank you so much
0: we also have in the magic mirror jessica amy war eagle And Queen's Podcast. So Mm -hmm. big shout out to Katie, my other tutor Uh team sister over there. Love what you guys are doing. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Y'all, this week, crazy pants over on Patreon. If you are a $10 a month patron, you got over three hours of bonus extra content this week. So much good stuff. What did we do? Trashy tidbits. I covered... Princess Margaret being the most royal, annoying AF Mm, mm -hmm. and all about the island of Mustique. And you, I did the 1971
1: Baker Street robbery in London, which then tied, I mean, that was,
0: that was a rabbit
1: hole that led me down like British political scandals and just, wow, like the corruption at the heart of all of our political
0: systems is painful to look at. It is. That was a good story. Thanks. Uh, fun with Dunn this week. Mm-hmm. I covered Dominic Dunn, his novel, A Season in Purgatory. Warrior the for Justice. Warrior, P- Warrior for Justice and the murder of Martha Moxley. Good you story. learned a lot in that one. Mm-hmm. And our, I did my bonus divorce this month about Amy Robsart and Robert Dudley, the original staircase murder in the 1560s. So Warrior for Justice of 500-year-old murders. No, William Cecil. I have a lot of feelings. Anyway, I wanna give a big shout out before we talk about the up to Holy Canine Candle. Yes. Who we got the most amazing prayer we candles in the world from. Did yes. Uh the Trashy
1: Divorces candle was a bonus and it was lovely.
0: My Dominic Dunn is stellar and mm-hmm. it's sitting on my desk where I do mm-hmm. all of my writing amazingness. The mm-hmm. it thank you, Holy yes. Canine Candle. Yes. You're awesome. Holy canine.com. Holy K I was gonna say, mm-hmm. let's shout out the link and we'll add it into show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. This week, double fantasy.
1: Are you team Jen or are you team Angelina? Because it was a
0: burning question in the 2000s. I'm so glad you asked, Stacy. I'm team Jen. I know I'm team Jen, a hundred percent, always and forever. And I don't know how I can give negative teamwork to Angelina, but I managed to mostly contain the ire and feelings that I had about her and you. So, yeah, I mean,
1: as noted, I'm a space alien. I think that's a recurring theme here. And obviously I knew, I mean, I saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith when it came out. Great movie. Really enjoyed it. Still enjoy it to this day. I never really had any opinion about the Team Gen Team Angelina thing. Just wasn't a thing. I've enjoyed all of their work on screen and film. And now you do, (laughs) Now dear listener. Now I do. Yeah. turns out if you... If you, if you move that rock
0: over, there's all sorts
1: of worms and
0: serpents and stuff underneath. That... My secret plan to introduce you to our ways and customs yeah. is coming true. Yeah. So yeah, this week we covered the trashy divorces of Brad and Jen. And Brangelina, the split herd around the world. The second coming of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher and Elizabeth Taylor, although I don't find angelina to be anywhere near as sympathetic of a character as elizabeth taylor
1: i'm right there with you and i guess we'll see what she does with the rest of her maybe she will redeem herself over wait to read that over over the next decades and her avengers team (laughs) saving the world
0: y'all thanks everybody for tuning in we hope you enjoy it stacy ready to do this
1: ready to go 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 All right, Alicia. So you are Team Jen for the ages. Team Jen, now and forever. Team Jen. Tell me about this, because I, as you know, I'm a space alien, so I, I know,
0: I know little. You know who Jennifer Aniston is.
1: I like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah,
0: everybody does. I, she's I do. Just I liked a her on Jen. Friends.
1: She was great in Dumplin'. I
0: mean, ah, Dumplin'. Yeah, so good. Yeah, she's a talented little wonder ball of awesome. <laughs> she. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't dispute that. Uh, she was in a movie
1: called Waitress back in the day, right? She that, had a lot of experiences as a waitress.
0: She was auditioning for gigs. We're going to talk about it. Cool. I, so I hope good. so.
1: Yeah. Tell me, tell me this full story because I've
0: got half of it and I was surprised. Oh, I, when... got, the, I, got, the, I got the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, today my story is called I'm the Queen of the Castle. Hmm. I am dedicating, I'm going to cry, this story <laughs> to every first ex-wife anywhere who doesn't need that fucking man at all who are killing it all on their own LD this one's for you you rock okay team Jet. now and forever all right I couldn't make this. I can't even believe I cried in the I first 60 seconds. I cannot even this believe is, either. Okay. It's going to be lit. Okay. <laughs> this, really? Yeah,
1: does not warrant.
0: And anyway, go ahead. There's, no, I'm have... pretty sure there's no tears in mine. It's It's just not that story. Go ahead. Just such a amazing respect for women who do get a divorce and embrace their own soul power and kill it in the world. And that, to me, is what this story is. I could probably make this story really short this week and just leave it here by saying Team Jen, now and forever, forever and always, Team Jen. So we'll have like a five-minute episode this week? If you were tuning in today.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to clean my glasses now. they are fucking tears all over them. All right. If you're tuning in today to hear anything else but Jennifer Aniston is a badass woman making it on her own terms... And playing in the universe in the best of ways, this is not the story for you. If you do want to hear about Jennifer Aniston being a real-life goddess, proceed. Yeah. <laughs> don't, All d- right. Don't hit the stop button. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer was born in sunny California. She's a Sherman Oaks baby. Born February 11th, 1969. She's an Aquarius. To parents who are both actors, John Aniston and Nancy Dow. Her father is super Greek. And Jennifer is raised really feeling this Greek culture to even when she was baptized, the day she was baptized, baby Jennifer pukes on the way home because she's a baby. And her yaya is cleaning it up and saving it because it has holy water.
1: No. Yep. No, That's okay. It's that
0: kind of Greek home. Okay. Telly Savalis is also her godfather. Fucking Kojak sure. is Jen Aniston's godfather. Her dad, John, has pretty much been continuously on TV since the 1960s. Okay, he is the one of the longest working actors in the soap opera biz.
1: Oh, okay, I was gonna ask, yeah, yeah. like is
0: he a character? I, like, because I he don't is. know the name. Okay, so he is. so he, largely soaps. And... You know his face though. His okay. face is just ubiquitous. He's okay. been playing Victor on Days of Our Lives Wait, for about 30 years. That guy, not dark mustache, not Victor on Young and the Restless. Okay. Victor on Days in, of Our Lives. Damn it. Right. Sorry, so close. I'm going to Google on my Look phone, if Look at you, that's alien okay. girl who doesn't know shit about anything, pulling Victor out of your wine, our ass. I'm so proud of you right now. Okay, Victor on Days of Our Lives. But you know, yeah, Victor on Days of Our Lives. Wow, yeah, okay. I, yeah, you I, know that guy. I know that guy. Okay. But so, not Victor on Young and the Restless. But not Victor from <laughs> Young and the Restless, which we know from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. <laughs> who was Robin Trubosky's dad? <laughs> yes. Uh, everything is connected. Okay. All right. When Jennifer is five, the family actually goes to Greece and lives for a year. Really, kind of expanding this view that Jennifer has. Like, really, all travel with kids. It is a big fucking world out there. Make sure everybody sees so it.
1: So we're assuming that Jennifer Aniston is a fan of olives and feta cheese because I am too, and I
0: already feel more connected to her. Dude, she's gonna be your best friend. Good olive oil. It, done. The family, after a year, moves back to New York City, Upper West Side. And when Jen is six, her dad gets a role on another soap opera. And dad, like, consistently is working on the soap opera throughout his career. And her mom, Nancy, is putting her acting dreams kind of on the back burner to take care of Jen. And sadly, after 12 years of marriage, John calls it quits. Moves out of the family home and into a hot romance with his new girlfriend. Hmm. And Nancy's like, yeah, I guess we're done. And Foreshadowing. Yeah, Jen's nine when mm-hmm. this happens. So it's super traumatic for her. She says yeah. it shakes her faith in everything. Oh,
1: how could how could it not?
0: Yeah, like there's it the sense of impermanence, but it also does start to build up this sur- survival skill she has of making people laugh. She says the best thing to come out of that horrible thing was her sense of humor. Jen chooses to live with her mom after the breakup and is kind of estranged from her dad. They're not I'm mean, you have a new girlfriend and you love right, her mom. And right. Yeah. He moves back to California. Jen and mom stay in New York. Well, City. that
1: makes alternate weekends a, not a, a little, big
0: problem right. for them. Okay. As a kid, she is super inspired. By the Bionic Woman, and sings the fuck out of some Barry Manilow, which I dig because I'm a -a Manilow too, and I'm not ashamed. Manilow, all right. Jennifer is really building this dream that she wants to be an actor, and her dad is firmly against this. Like, you want to make money, be a doctor, be a lawyer, don't be an actor. Your heart will be broken over and over and over. Like, yes, it's just a painful. Don't do it. Yes. so when Jen's about fourteen, she's on a visit out to California, and she's on the set of Search for Tomorrow that her dad's starring on. And Dad goes backstage to find Jen chatting up his agent backstage. What? Like, sure you don't want to represent me? Oh my god! She is determined to make it to Broadway. That is so precocious and cute. Yeah, right. she's a she's mm-hmm. just. It would be inappropriate. I got to pinch a dream of mm-hmm. any woman anytime ever sure but oh my god yep. love her okay so she's determined to make it to broadway she wants it bad in 1984 when jenna's 15 she is accepted into the laguardia high school for performing arts fame, fame. fame. uh leroy johnson bruno martelli forever it's that school mm-hmm. she goes to school with chas bono she meets her bff andrea there like this whole crew of people sure. that she meets is her soul group from this point sure. on. Like she had an interview. She's like, I've known the same people for thirty five years. Like my friends are my friends are my friends.
1: Yeah, no. In, in other creative fields, I think a lot of people have to go through like master's programs to get that like mm-hmm. core of people of professional networking yep. stuff. But nope. but no, in New York City
0: theater, if kids, you've got man. if
1: you're a theater kid, you go to LaGuardia and it's lifelong. It's yeah. really incredible. They're like make the, work. the list of alums from that school is mm-hmm.
0: mind-blowing. Yeah. And you're going to pay in sweat. Okay. Jenna's kind of alternative. So this is mid-80s. She's got weird asymmetrical haircuts and dark lipstick and dark eyes. Like, I get it. Kids, it was a thing then. Sure. And school really is her home away from home. And acting does teach her that she's kind of funny. One of her acting teachers is like you're kind of funny and she gets mad she's like i am not funny i am a serious sure. actress and he's like nah you're pretty funny and you should pay attention to that mm-hmm. jen graduates high school Comed- an- comedic
1: timing is not an easy thing it's and not an easy it thing. is constantly downplayed by people who think they're supposed to be serious whatever is and like if you can nail comedy
0: you know, comedy is way harder oh. yeah so she graduates high school Gets an agent immediately and she's going on auditions and waiting tables at this little place called Jackson Hole in New York City, which apparently has super famous burgers. Jennifer's a terrific waitress. She's going to play a lot of them in future roles. And maybe this experience helps her land her first commercial for Bob's Big Boy. I know. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a comparison of two waitresses and she was the not the Bob's Big Boy waitress. She was the one you didn't want to choose, oh. which is funny. Okay. But she's paying her bills and finding some kind of gigs and still working. Like, she's doing what actors breaking into the biz do. Yeah. And Jackson Hole, like, she really does have a fondness for this place, continues to just be great to her. When she gets a gig, they're like, no problem. Let us know when it's off, and we'll get you back on the schedule. Like, she continues to go back to this family of... Yeah. Anyway... They let her go when she needs to do something. And they always let her come back. Like, apparently she's a really good waitress. And this is something very indicative to me. Like, if you can do that job great, you can do anything. <sighs> they can't teach you acting. It's there in your soul. And every waitress right now in the world right now is with me. Because you got to learn to act if you're a waitress. In January of 1989, mm-hmm. Jen gets a role in an off-Broadway production. Also starring Tony Shaloub. Really? Who I love. Sure. Yeah. Monk. Monk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't run very long, and the critics are pretty harsh on her. And after this, at the age of 20, she decides to pack it on up in New York City and go out to Hollywood. Hollywood.
1: I wonder if she maybe was not. New York's scene is is sort of, I feel like it is edgier than, like, in L.A. You can be a little... Again, I don't Well remember like the lighter? initial
0: dream Was I want to be on Broadway Oh And um, then it turned to I want to be a television star yeah. It's going to turn into I want to be a movie star right. But okay So she's out in Hollywood She's staying with dad And by all accounts Number one looking to repair that relationship Which I don't think comes easy But they do They become very close again He's sure. a regular on Days of Our Lives Now I'm
1: just imagining Robin Scherbatsky and her dad Nope
0: different totally different But dad gives her a supportive place and is like, hey, you're still choosing the hard way, but, you know, go for it. Only occasionally drops her onto the tundra from a helicopter. Right. Stop. (laughs) But in L.A., she's auditioning, she's waitressing, and she's getting some small things. And Hollywood tells her to lose some weight. She calls herself like, I'm a little bit round. I liked mayonnaise and white bread sandwiches. But she goes to a nutritionist to shed, like, a few extra pounds, which is a whole nother podcast about a whole nother subject. You're not even kidding. There is a part that's great. I saw an interview clip where she and her dad, around this time, are cooking just something... Cooking a meal. ...calorie-ific and amazing. And Jennifer says, hey, y'all, God even rested on the seventh day. <sighs> if you're dieting, give yourself a seventh day. Yeah. Which... I'll take that advice and offer it on the pod because I think that is better advice than how we judge women based on how many pounds they're holding in our world. Okay, so in 1990, (laughs) Jennifer runs into who's going to be a new friend? Matthew Perry. They're auditioning for the same show, Camp Cuckoo Munga, which she gets, but he does not. Never heard of it, though, so I'm guessing you know yeah it's a bust uh jen then lands a role in the tv spinoff of ferris bueller i don't even know if that went so quickly because it's a bust it's pulled after 13 episodes sure. she's working but no show she's getting all kinds of fucking pilots but no show she ever works on makes it past sure the pilot run like Which i think it's pretty normal right
1: like you're an up-and-coming actor with nothing yeah. and... so they put you in pilots and
0: But none are ever picked up or renewed, none ever catch on. And then she's working on this one that everybody knows is going to tank, but they're still contractually obligated to work on it for the, you know, run of the show. And she gets another script for a little show called Friends Like These. Hmm. And for two weeks, she's going to be working on that going to be a bust show and filming the pilot for this Friends like these show. Sure. Oh, and there's our friend Matthew Perry. Oh, hey, hey, buddy. I love that. Uh, she says this
1: one so feels it's different. Like a little two person. Little, little two-person No, there's show. some other people. Really? More, yeah, yeah, yeah. More. Okay. Okay. Some more
0: people. Courtney Cox. Other, yeah. Other. Okay. Uh Ross Schwimmer. No, David, David Schwimmer, Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Uh don't Pho- Phoebe, Phoebe and Joey. Uh, Lisa Kudrow. There you go. So it's an ensemble cast. An you're ensemble saying. cast. A bunch of 20 something yeah yeah i don't know if you've heard of it huh friends like friends like these friends like these it's a a good show uh i hope they picked a good theme song because that's kind of a clunky title (laughs) so jennifer says this one feels different and everyone had so much fun on the pilot and james burrows the director gets the six of them on a private plane to las vegas to have some fun and get to know each other this is just so great he says i took them to vegas We ate at Caesar's Palace in Spago. I had me and the six of them, and I said, I don't know why I said it, but I said, this is your last shot at anonymity. Once the show comes on air, you guys will never be able to go anywhere without being hounded. I knew this show had a chance to really take off. So I did that, and then I said, do you want to go gamble? And they all said, yeah. (laughs) And I said, go ahead. And all six of them didn't have any money. So, because they're actors, they they're each wrote actors. me checks for 200 bucks and oh I cashed God. them. God, and that was it. They came back and premiered, and they don't have a shot of anonymity anymore. Hmm. So, as you would know, it uh, NBC greenlights the pilot, and friends becomes a thing, sure. And the friends decide early on that they are all in this together and they're going to negotiate together for salaries. When it premieres in September of 1994, they're making about $20,000 now. Terrific ratings. 15th. The show does better and better every year and really just hits this zeitgeist. Becomes part of the must-see lineup on Thursday nights on NBC. No, no. I mean, it created the...
1: Chandler Bing is such an iconic humor character with just verbal... The language of... Could you be more right? (laughs) This is, but this is like our cohort's whole worldview, whole like the style of
0: interaction was all informed by friends. Unagi is what I think you mean. <laughs> okay, sorry, we. This is so much fun. Okay, so the show does better and better, becomes part of the zeitgeist, and her hair is causing a national fucking riot. Not since the days of Farrah Fawcett or Dorothy Hamill has the world been this obsessed with a haircut. Jennifer, still to this day, she's like, this is ridiculous. It is a mystery that baffles her. Uh, it's hair. And if you're paying attention to that, what am I not doing right? Right. Like she's bugged by it. In 1995, she dates for a little while. My favorite boy crush, Adam Duritz. And it doesn't work out quite with them. So Adam begins to date Courtney Cox. Sure. He moves on guy. with that Courtney guy. Cox. Jen then dates actor Tate Donovan really seriously. For about three years Like by all accounts She is super single Or in a relationship Tate Donovan And Jennifer Do exchange clotter rings Which is the Traditional Irish ring Representing Love, loyalty And friendship These rings date Back from Roman times oh And Yeah And the gesture Of the clasp hands Was pledging vows They're typically used As engagement Or wedding rings In medieval and Renaissance Europe the things we learn i would love a ring. i think they're beautiful anyway just filing filing away in your brain okay in april of 1998 they split up it's kind of sad and i guess since this is the trashy divorce of jennifer aniston and brad pitt it is i actually have to talk about him now i know you don't like him as at least it's not that i don't like him jen's just way too good for him i think you're right okay continue so, I'll talk about him a little, at least as it concerns the goddess Jennifer Aniston. I know, Stacey, you're going to have some additional Brad background I th- I, in your story. Yeah, I... I, you apparently care. I
1: heard you saying that you really don't want to spend much time on him because he's kind of a dirtbag. And
0: so, I, um, I think I may... No, I'm no, not going to go as details. far as dirtbag. I don't want to... I'm not going to diss the guy. Okay. He's just not the one for Jen. Singing Taylor Swift in my head. For my purposes here, Brad Pitt is a super famous actor and a Sagittarius, born December 18th, 1963. Okay. Two months. A little bit older than her then. A little bit. Five years. Okay. Six years. Two months after the breakup with Tate, Brad's agent and Jen's agent set them up on a dinner date. Like it's Hollywood, right? And they've known, they knew each other before this. They met in 1994 because their managers were friends. And Jen says, Pitt was just a sweet guy from Missouri, you know, yeah, yeah. a normal guy. Brad at this time is dating Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. which they break up in 97. So years later, we've seen this agent set up game before. They have a great dinner, like the dinner to end all dinners <sighs> where, you know, like, sure. We've had that dinner. Yes. Um, And from this dinner on, the two cannot stay away from each other. And neither can the press and Hollywood mm-hmm. machine. They're yep. everywhere. Yep. And they're dating and Willie he propose and when he propose and well, they're babies. And like, y'all let's just let people live their lives. We here at trashy divorces just want to talk about it 20 years later. So let's talk about a Sage dude and an Aquarius lady. Okay, Aquarius acts in a way. Sag thinks it is quite an asset in their sex life. Their attraction is strong. Their sexual relationship will be fun. They both like to experiment and learn new things. Their communication will usually give them both so much satisfaction. Sexual connection can be satisfying. They will have trouble creating intimacy. Sag partner will bring just enough warmth, but the mutable quality of Sag will make it easy to turn their focus to something else. While an Aquarius partner will hold on to the same things. Still, they'll both understand the necessity of change and incorporate it in their sex life. Emotional bond and the intimacy between them could get weak and strong on and off. This is not a perfect mix. And I'm not sure how many times you've actually heard the word sex in that. But I think it's pretty fair these two are great in bed. And that's great. By September of 1999, Brad and Jen make their first public appearance together. By November 99, they have announced their engagement at a Sting concert in New York City. (laughs) Okay.
1: Which is good enough. Like, they got engaged at a Sting concert and then announced it? I'm not sure
0: where they got engaged. Or they took to the stage at a Sting concert. And she had her big fat engagement ring. And there was no Twitter. There was no Insta. True. You went to a big venue and said, hey, we did this. Hey, Sting, can we get on
1: stage for a minute and tell the world a thing? And I'm sure
0: Sting and Trudy were totally delighted to support that. Sure, guys. After three years of dating, our couple ties the knot july nineteenth, two thousand, in a super private ceremony on a Malibu bluff, people are busting metal detectors, confidentiality agreements, including about two hundred guests, fifty thousand flowers, four bands, a gospel choir, and fireworks. And
1: in the pre drone
0: era, so they didn't have to worry. I guess helicopters were helicopters were around and they mm-hmm. had a tent set up over their venue. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. By all accounts, it was a wonderful day in the beginning of a wonderful marriage. Our newlyweds like to hang around their house a lot. Probably smoke a little, have some good convos, have some good sex. It's all good. One of these days, Jen is sunbathing topless in her own backyard and is photographed. And yeah. these pics are published. I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. yeah. She sues the media outlet and does win in court a few years later. Like, give the people some privacy. And Jen is just dreamy over her new hubby. When asked about marriage, she says, it's just better. you got your bud with you forever. In another interview, like, what do you love about him? And she says, his eyes, his soul, his heart. What's funny to me is she never mentions his brain, but whatever. <laughs> also in the year 2000, he is chosen people's sexiest man alive. And he's dreamy over her and she's dreamy over him. And all things are great she's working he's working by season five of friends each member of the cast is making a hundred thousand an episode and by 2001 jennifer on the show rachel gets pregnant and has a baby emma here's a little fun fact for you the name emma when friends premiered in 1994 was ranked the 74th most popular girl's name going back a little further in the year that Jennifer Aniston is born, 1969, Emma is ranked the 426th most popular girl's name.
1: Okay, so it's been getting more popular, but it's still sure. still down in the pack.
0: Correct. It moves from the 400s over the course of 30 years mm-hmm. to 74, so that's cool. After Rachel has mm-hmm. her fictional child character, Emma, right. this name shoots into the top three slots and stays that way clean up through the next decade and a half just amazing
1: yeah again i believe like this show was seminal for Mm -hmm. our cohort which is now moving out of the baby making phase gen x forever all right
0: by the end of the series the cast is making a million per ep and jen is doing some other acting gigs too so now she's a tv star and a movie star and she's got some bankable films like she's america's sweetheart top tier perfect marriage perfect hub blah blah Starts to break out in some movie roles. She's the one. Picture perfect. Office space. Rock star. The good girl. All of these were amazing. I, She's very talented. She's super smart about what she takes. She wins an Emmy in 2002. She makes the 2003 Forbes power list in June. Her buddy Matthew Perry says she will be working until she's 90. Yeah. I mean, but Jen, she's so smart. In February of 2003, so she and Brad have been married, two almost three years. She's interviewed by W Magazine. Is he the love of my life? Eh, I think you're always sort of wondering, are you the love of my life? I mean, I don't know. I've never seen someone who says he's the love of my life. He's certainly a big love in my life. I know that. Well be something special in all this chaos and this nutty, brilliant, wonderful, hard business we have. It's nice to have somebody who who's anchored and knows you knows really all of you, which is good. Like she still is very grounded. What is the love of your life? Like I've seen her in subsequent interviews talking about people have multiple soulmates and that's going to bode well for you at the (laughs) end of the story, Jenny. All right. And she's not going to pass up the chance to work with Jim Carrey she doesn't stars in Bruce almighty makes a hundred million in its first week. Well, wow. like she's everywhere. Yeah. Brad's everywhere. Yep. And they form a production company plan B entertainment to do some collaborative projects together. And life's great.
1: Can I, can I interrupt with my supposition about the name plan B entertainment? Sure. So Brad Pitt dated Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. who had uh, an unfortunate encounter with Harvey Weinstein. Um, Incredibly unfortunate. Well, at, I think the public story is that he made advances and obviously there are rumors that it was worse than that. Apparently, you know, Harvey ran Miramax, which is where most of the interesting movies in that time were being like, it was just a a funnel for really interesting films. And I think they made plan B, you know, like obviously he and Gwyneth broke up, but I think in the back of his mind, he was always looking for a plan B to keep him out of the Miramax that universe, loop. but still make interesting movies. So that's my supposition. I, I've, it's that's only based on nothing.
0: Okay, it's my theory. He didn't stay out of that loop. I have some strong feelings I about know. this. He... This may be a trashy tidbit. Yeah. Anyway, so in January two thousand four, last episode of Friends gets taped, and it's time to make some changes. February two thousand four, Aniston does an interview with the Guardian. And discusses her thoughts on having kids with Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's time. It's time. You know, I think you can work with a baby. I think you can work pregnant. I think you can do all of it. I'm truly looking forward to slowing down. She also discussed her and Pitt's plan to spend more time together in the future. She said after he finished filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith, she (sighs) planned on traveling with him to his filming of Ocean's Twelve. Aw, I love yeah. I love both of those movies. <laughs> yeah. But hey, they have stuff to do, so let's make some more movies and she does rumor has it, and when that wraps, Jen takes part in a film called Derailed with Clive Owen over in London, leaving Brad at home hmm. to finish
1: Mr. And and Mrs. Smith. Smith
0: with his co-star Angelina Angel- Jolie. And this is May of two thousand four in mm-hmm. the countdown. Yep. Countdown to the end of our fairy tale begins. Yep. In January two thousand five. Brad and Jen have announced their separation. This is the fucking classiest statement ever. It is. We would like to announce that after seven years together, we have decided to formally separate for those who follow these sorts of things. We would like to explain that our separation is not the result of any of the speculation reported by the tabloid media. This decision is the result of much thoughtful consideration. We happily remain committed and caring friends with great love and admiration for one another. By the fall of that year, Jennifer says, we exited this relationship as beautifully as we entered it. She is. Yeah. Grace on fire. Yeah. Love her.
1: But I mean, he's so, he's been lying to her the whole time. So,
0: anyway. so in October of 2005, the divorce was finalized with the cause uh, being cited on the divorce papers of irreconcilable differences, which I think spelled a number another way spells Angelina. After four years of marriage. Well, it's just, that's the no fault
1: grounds. It just means nobody has to prove that the other person did. You know, it's the no fault
0: grounds. Think I heard you say Angelina. Sure. <laughs> so after four years of marriage, uh, they their continuing settlement takes about four months. So February 2006, the couple has agreed on a divorce settlement. They divide their properties and assets Aniston gets sole ownership of their twenty-nine million Beverly Hills mansion, which, if I am not mistaken, I saw something. It's back on the market for forty-nine mil. Saw that too. Yeah, Aniston maintains a minor stakeholder in the Plan B Entertainment, which they started. Pitt will take over the business, believed at that time in two thousand six to be worth about fifty million. It's worth a lot more now. A lot more now. So things progress for everyone. I'm going to let you talk about Brad's progression. I'm just going to leave that over on your side of the table. Jennifer I... does remarry again, Justin Thoreau, in Love 2015. Love him. Jennifer's mom sadly passes away in May of 2016. And old Brad reaches out to offer some sympathy, which is a very kind thing. I'm sorry to hear about your mom's. It is. And he also apologizes for the way it all ended. They haven't really been in contact, from what I can gather. And at this point, they kind of break that wall. Right. I'm sorry for uh, treating you like last week's garbage. And you said some shitty shit over the he years. He said some shitty shit. And Jen, by all accounts, says, Hey, thanks for the apology. We're cool. And they become kind of text buddies. This is a rumor, anyway, as they're reconnecting slightly in small ways, but at least they're friendly again. In February of 2018, Jennifer and Justin announced that they are splitting. Yeah. And again, the classiest of ways mm-hmm. this decision was mutual and lovingly made at the end of last year. We are two best friends who have decided to part ways as a couple, but look forward to continuing our cherished friendship. Above all, we are determined to maintain the deep respect and love that we have for one another. Yeah. And so again,
1: though, back to New York being kind of an edgy scene and LA being kind mm-hmm. of a light and kind of fakey scene. Justin Thoreau loves New York City, and he just... Oh, really? He didn't fit in. They weren't... She loves her mansion in Bel Air, or whatever it is. And, I mean, I think she loves New York, too, but, yeah, they just, at the end of the day...
0: Living lives on two different coasts. Yeah,
1: living together wasn't going to work out for them, and
0: so... Okay, well, there's also another source that has told US Weekly that Justin found all the love notes that Brad had written to Jennifer that she had saved, which... I mean, Aquarius peeps are sentimental about mementos, so I can see that. I have a trunk with a bunch of shit in it that I haven't looked at in 25 years, but if you came across it, you may have some questions. Anyway, December 18, in an interview with Elle, Jennifer Aniston speaks about both of her marriages. I don't feel a void. I really don't. My marriages, they've been very successful in my personal opinion, and when they came to an end, it was a choice that was made because we chose to be happy. And sometimes happiness didn't exist within that arrangement anymore. Like she's so solid and yeah, so that is
1: a very, just a very rational way to. So good. And I don't even. It's not that it's unsentimental, you know. Like it, no, it I is. It's, she it really is has sentimental. True,
0: deep fond feelings, but it just wasn't working. We both like the hell out of her. Let's just own that. Multiple soulmates. Mm-hmm. So in February of this year, Happy Birthday, Jen! Jen celebrated her 50th birthday at the super lit party. Ellen's there Gwyneth Paltrow's there like everybody is partying having a marvelous time and who the fuck shows up Brad Pitt which by all accounts he's not gate crashing he was invited I was gonna say like I no. don't uh, he's no, not he gonna was super he's invited he's not gonna crash her super party. invited thanks for coming Like sure. she calls him the next day and says hey thanks for coming it's all very friendly low-key chill okay so sources claim because this starts ev- oh sure both single oh sure and- tongue's a wagon mm-hmm Well,
1: plus, I think there's a lot of the public that still, that feels like he really screwed up leaving her and
0: can't really see them getting back together. Not all of the public. Sure. Sources claim Pitt and Aniston are not about to reconcile. They're just friends. They're two people who shared a life together and have a mutual respect. Another source says they are never getting back together. It's never going to happen. They broke up. They did it. Because they had serious issues. They're not stupid. They remember why it didn't work. Cool. Okay. So if you're not Jennifer Aniston, you don't need to listen to this next part. Because this is a special message from me to you. Okay.
1: Oh, you're just write to Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, write to Jennifer okay, Aniston. Which, who Every, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure is a big... I'm totally listen. I'm sure she has plenty of time to listen to our podcast in her not at all busy
0: life. This is a message of encouragement to Jennifer Aniston. If you're not her, skip ahead, you don't need to hear it. Special message for me to you friend. You broke up for a reason. And hey, things might have changed. He's apologized and that's cool, and I can imagine he is still really good in bed. And he's single and you're single, and y'all can go ahead and have some hot sex, get it, girl. No one's going to blame you. But hey, your net worth is 200 fucking million dollars, and you need no one, least of all a man, especially one lacking the What did you call it post divorce? The sensitivity gene? Nah, girl, you're way too good for that. You are loaded with dignity and grace and poise, and you're making your own rules and living by them. And your friends positively glow about you and your awesomeness and kindness and authenticity. And did you just hear us talk about you for the last 40 minutes and you don't need no Brad Pitt? Think you know this. But if you have a moment of self doubt and all the feelings are happening, and Courtney Cox is not around. I'll be there for you, Jennifer, because you're there for me too. Thanks for being a kick-ass role model to every first wife everywhere and shining through with this attitude and vibe of being one with the universe and making your impact, and kicking ass 100%. Team Jen, now and forever and always. Call me, Jen. I got you. Let's just... It's my trashy divorce of jennifer aniston and brad pitt jennifer aniston goddess of the universe and brad pitt who isn't worthy to lick her shoe although i'm certain he's a fine man (laughs) let's
1: take a break and we'll come back with the further adventures of one william bradley pitt and his second wife and now second ex-wife one angelina jolie team jen
0: I don't know. You have some feelings about by the time you got done with it. I did. I had almost none going in. I
1: have always liked both Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as actors. I've always, as mentioned,
0: liked uh, Jen Like Sure, but you didn't really have a team. No. You weren't as strongly committed Team Jen as me. I thought
1: the whole team thing was a little
0: little, dumb. Kind of stupid? How do you feel now?
1: Well, I did read somewhere along the line that the um, Team Jen... Versus Team Angelina, like the Team Jen T-shirts were outselling, oh for sure, Angelina's yeah. by like fifty-eight times or something. And now I've decided that that was appropriate.
0: Awesome! Mm-hmm. I can't wait mm-hmm. to hear how your mind
1: got changed. Sure. Well, let's talk a Proceed. little. Proceed. Let's give some background since I, you did a great job with um, Jennifer Aniston's background. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm just gonna. I think everybody's pretty well aware of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, so just a little some high level. Angelina Jolie was born in Los Angeles in 1975, the daughter of actors John Voight, a trash bag, and
0: Marceline Bertrand. Okay. Now I can um, validate the fact that John Voight is a trash bag.
1: Yes, they separated when Angelina was a year old because Mm. of his trash bagginess, Mm. specifically his adultery. And Angelina and her brother James Haven spent part of their childhood in Palisades, New York. The one that she made out with? So they say they did not make out at the 2000 Oscars, but rather it was an unfortunate camera click.
0: You know what? We all saw that. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Seems like Angelina never fit in as an adolescent in LA. She attended Beverly Hills High School briefly. Okay. She left. Because she was not one of the rich kids, and the rich kids were kind of mean to her. Mm. So she ultimately graduated from Moreno High School, an alternative school at the age of 16. Oh, wow. By then, she was pretty goth. She briefly took at-home embalming courses and planned to become a funeral director. Oh, my God, she's a murderino. And to our good friend Carol, this is what your lastborn might want to look into <laughs> as 12th grade dawns. I love all of this, okay? It gets not great, but... That whole thing, that was my peer group in high school. So there we are. Okay. Angelina had a lot of mental health struggles as a young adult and has talked about drug use, especially heroin, self-harm, depression, suicidal ideation. And she had a nervous breakdown at 24 that sent her to UCLA Medical Center's psych ward for 72 hours. Oh, wow. The Wikipedia page does not say that that was involuntary, but that 72-hour... It's just a very specific
0: time frame. Yeah, so not sure. Anyway. Well, she, this sounds like, in a by all accounts, a pretty traumatic sort of childhood.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, dad, yeah, they were estranged for like six and a half years. She and her brother both were estranged from him for quite a while. They So they both went to court and had Voight removed as their last names. They both adopted their middle names as their last names. Oh, wow. Okay. She was Angelina Jolie Voight. He was James Haven Voight he's now James Haven. She is now Angelina Jolie.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Hated their their father. father. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So here are just like a few highlights of her early career just to get caught up. Early films include 1996's Foxfire, 1998's Gia, and the movie Playing by Heart, which is a way underappreciated film that I strongly recommend. It's got Jon Stewart, and jillian anderson like it's sean connery's in it like it is a really good film
0: see i'd forgotten all about gia that was a really good movie she did great in that yeah
1: that's and foxfire too like she okay talented actress talented actress the bone collector girl interrupted and in 2001 tomb raider yeah which i think is that's when she became an action star like a sexy action star before she met Brad Pitt, she was married to Johnny Lee Miller, an English actor for okay. three or four years in the late 90s. Then, famously, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, yeah. A couple of years. Ended in 2003. Was it his
0: blood around her neck? Vi-
1: Viola Blood. Yeah, necklace yeah, yeah. And all okay. that. Pretty sure. Pretty
0: God, sure that was him. All coming back to me
1: now. I did not deep dive into her relationship with Billy Bob, but I'm pretty... The Viola... They they both. They had the others. That's what I remember. The 90s were a strange time, friends. They if you were, really were. If you were not there, we really, <laughs> once again, we cannot tell you how weird. Uh, the all right.
0: 90s look like romper room compared to today. The it's, 90s were a great place to, weird, but great. Sure. Okay. You're not wrong.
1: All right. William Bradley Pitt.
0: Oh, Brad.
1: Was born in Shawnee, Oklahoma in 1963, I assume, to a cattle ranching dynasty. <laughs> No, that's not true. And his family... <laughs> cattle farm. His family... <laughs> the Dust Bowl chased them out. No. His family moved to uh, <laughs> Springfield, Mizura. Missouri. Missouri. Missouri when he was young. He was, I don't know, like elementary school age, okay. I think. Graduates high school there, headed to the University of Missouri, where he majored in stage coaching. No. he uh, <laughs> He studied journalism and advertising. But... You know, as graduation approached, he was just like, I want to be an actor. So he dropped out of college 2 weeks before graduation and moved to LA.
0: What? Yep. You don't even finish? Mm-mm. Two weeks. 2 weeks.
1: Dude. It must have been I it must have been his way of being like I'm not going to fall back on this degree. Right? <sighs> I mean, like, I get it, but all 2 or weeks, nothing. dude. Oh, I, yeah. That's a That's the only thing I could think that of. That is a short-term sacrifice for a I am a... not going to fall back on this degree.
0: Okay, well, that's confidence in your Surfer boy looks. I guess you're going to be electing a future sexiest man alive in a few years. Can you but...
1: imagine though, if Brad Pitt had gone into marketing? Do you know how successful he would be? <laughs>
0: right, I'm the top real estate agent in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're lost, St. Louis. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> Brad Pitt's early work was largely in television, gradually built up his film resume. His breakout role was probably as a supporting actor in Thelma and Louise. Oh,
0: Thelma. He was great. Yep. Had some a, eye candy.
1: Had a sex scene with Gina Davis that was uh, widely noticed. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this his is next that ninety nineteen
0: ninety. Am I remembering um, that right? Do you have it? It doesn't it matter. It might
1: be ninety one. Okay, because I think a river runs through it. Came out in ninety two. Okay, and then in ninety four he was in an interview with a vampire. Which oh, yeah. um You know at this point like he's he's famous. Like he's he's an all caps. Which still
0: know, to this day is the best instance actor. of song in film with sympathy for the devil at the end of that movie it's just an amazing piece of music and cinema go ahead
1: so researching this made me realize that i'd really like to rewatch 12 monkeys and fight club both of which i loved back in the day but i don't know if they've really held up now that i'm lumbering through my 40s so anywho so it is that we come to the year of our lord 2004 when one Brad Pitt was cast opposite one Angelina Jolie (sighs) in the suburban spy comedy Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. That was a good movie. And I was utterly unsurprised to learn that the people on the screen had ended up falling in love. It was, I mean, the chemistry in that movie was like A-plus tip-top. Like, yes, of course that was happening. Obviously not great if your team Jen...
0: Not great. Or Not just great if you're Jen.
1: I mean, and it kind of sucks if you're Brad and your marriage is now blown up, but uh, there it is. So the movie was released in June of 2005. But as you noted, a lot of things had happened. Oh, yeah. In between the filming and the release. For instance, in January '05, they released that statement that you so lovingly read about their thoughtful consideration. And that the breakup was not the result of any of the speculation reported by the tabloid media. Well, except that in April, <laughs> paparazzi snapped photos of Brad and Angelina vacationing in Kenya with yeah. Angelina's son, Maddox. Perfect. Kind of hard to pretend that what's just good friends isn't happening at this point. And unfortunately, there are whispers circulated that Jen put her career ahead of starting a family brad not true so what was poor brad the wannabe dad to do but move on with a woman who was clearly committed to becoming a mom yeah that's
0: a spin machine that's just wrong
1: it we will come to a point where we ask ourselves whether angelina's people put that story
0: out yeah well that's the thing like i've got many of jennifer's friends in interviews saying that jen would never compromise a relationship for her career no she like they are a hundred percent anti that story yeah,
1: yeah she told vanity fair in late 'o five, i think that she had intended for 'o five to be the year she had a baby with brad like yeah no that she was,
0: was yeah interviewed
1: like yeah, was the time. we're gonna mm-hmm. have some babies and it's gonna be great yeah so anyway that was like a all bullshit. hurtful and sexist story that got circulated yeah. and given what's to come later it would not surprise me if it originated with with team angelina
0: oh i can't wait tell me
1: To make it official, the Brad and Angelina thing, because all of this is done in the eye of the press, like these are really famous people. They are beautiful, rich, famous people. In June of 05, Brad, Angelina, and weirdly this like gaggle of young, like white children, like five years old, posed for this weird 1960s chic photo spread for W Magazine. It's entitled Domestic Bliss and it presents the couple as they might have been in the 60s suburban California domesticity thing. And she's in all of these like beautiful flowing things. And he's in, I don't know, I don't even know this, like the bowling type shirt kind of thing. Sure. And with no, that hat. creepy. And he's with all these fake kids. Tumblr with all these fake kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, really strange. Just very playing, playing in the yard, having dinner. Very strange. And I'm sure very hurtful. For Jennifer Aniston to watch this bullshit play out. So to be clear, when Brad and Angelina got together, Angelina had just one child, Maddox, who was adopted from Cambodia, where Tomb Raider had been filmed. And then she went as a UN
0: ambassador Ambassador for
1: refugees or whatever. So she kind of fell in love with Cambodia, and she adopted her first child there. There was some shadiness with that adoption, and her quote-unquote adoption facilitator was later convicted of visa fraud and money laundering. Oh. But rich people gonna rich. And the adoption is considered lawful. She was still with Billy Bob Thornton at the time. Mm. But Billy Bob Thornton did not adopt Maddox. She was solo on the paperwork. I guess they knew that their relationship was not going to work out long term. Mm -hmm. In July of 2005, so again, she and Brad, early months... Of their budding relationship. She adopts Zahara from Ethiopia, mistakenly believing that she was an AIDS orphan, which turned out not to be the case. Brad went with her to pick Zahara up from the orphanage. And then Brad was like, I'm going to adopt both of your kids. And she was like, awesome, and goes to court and gets their names legally changed to Jolie Dash Pitt. But they're not married. They're not married. They're not married forever which is fine. Totally fine.
0: Parenting's a big deal. It's nice to have a co-parent.
1: Well, and Angelina at some point in all of this like says parenting is much more of a commitment than marriage.
0: Oh, like, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like so they're kind of that's kind of where they are with it. You know, that's all fine and good. In May of 06, Angelina gives birth to their third child, Shiloh. For the next few years when questions around marriage crop up, the couple insists they will marry just as soon as everybody else who wants to get married can, which, say what you will, is not an uncool hey, posture vis-a-vis gay marriage rights in the mid-odds. Yeah, sure. 2007, she adopts Pax from Vietnam. He becomes Pax Jolie-Pitt, child number four in their growing family. And about a year later, Angelina announces she's preggers with twins. Knox and Vivian join the world in July 08 and the initial pictures of the babies, they sell for $14 million, the most what? expensive celebrity pictures ever, because they have started the Jolie-Pitt Foundation and want to fund it. So... They put that money into their humanitarian foundation.
0: Fourteen million.
1: Yeah, and Angelina had previously set up the Maddox Jolie program to aid rural communities in Cambodia, most notably with landmine removal. Because oh, that's great, big conflict zone. Sure. So later, this became the Maddox Jolie Pitt Foundation, and it continues to do good works in you know rural Cambodia, like community building, that kind of thing. Well done. Yeah, yeah. It's really like there's a lot of good in this story. And there's a lot of weird in this story. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, late in 08, I guess there were some conversations around the house. Both of them separately make comments to reporters about how Mr. and Mrs. Smith is their favorite film, and they can't wait until the kids are old enough to see it, because who gets to watch your parents fall in love on screen? And this is where Uh, Jen Aniston is like, that's not really cool. That's so uncool. couple years later Brad gives an interview where he talks about life before Angelina and he says quote I wasn't living an interesting life myself I think that my marriage had something to do with it trying to pretend the marriage was something that it wasn't I kind of a dick I kind of a dick kind of a dick in 2012 word leaks that they've become engaged they've been doing this weird back and forth thing for a couple years now about how much pressure their kids are putting on them to get married and they just can't not get married since their kids are so hot about it. Before they do, though, and this is actually another like in the in the plus column for okay. Angelina Jolie. May 2013, she shares with the world that she has had a preventative double mastectomy after her mother battled breast cancer and died very young at 56. Angelina got tested for the Brock BRCA? Yeah, the yeah the BRCA genes. Mm-hmm. She is positive for BRCA one. Her Doctors ran the numbers and like her risk of developing breast cancer, ovarian cancer and uterine cancer were like extremely astronomical high. and breast cancer was top. So she started there, but she ended up having many, many preventative surgeries to cut her cancer risk so that she could raise her kids like just... Anyway, she documented all of this in a New York Times op ed called My Medical Choice. There's some good,
0: there some very good opinion pieces. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I read it at the time and I reread it for this. And got to say, like in this era of increasing regulation around women's bodies, I really felt a few things more this time sure. uh, as I read it. So. Obviously, hundred percent understand and support her decision, which I think is a perfectly reasonable step given her circumstances. And I applaud her willingness to openly address what must have been a really agonizing personal decision, and just it must have brought up grief and all this stuff. But also, you know, rich people gonna rich, yeah. That's not
0: everybody that has that exactly.
1: And again, this is not on her at all. But it it made me really frustrated again with our healthcare system with insurance companies that will almost certainly not allow like just a woman of ordinary means to make
0: the choice that she's going to make be able to make that choice right i'm at a high yeah yeah that just it no our anger should be appropriately placed on our healthcare system in the u.s
1: yeah but we will link her op-ed and show notes because it is a heck of a piece well worth a read and come tell us your feelings about it in our facebook discussion group Brad calls the operations and her decision to talk about them absolutely heroic. All right. Here's what's dumb. <laughs> okay. Because you know, there's a dumb part coming. There's
0: always a dumb part coming.
1: All right. So they presumably started this podcast each other. is not
0: called Smart Marriages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. They marry in August 2014 after 10 years, nine, 10 years it's, together. Yeah. Filming ten, in 04. Yeah. 10 plus a few months. Mm hmm. So. Secret wedding at their private chateau slash winery in France. The kids la la. The kids helped her decorate her Versace dress, blah, blah, blah. And two years later, on September 20, 2016, a day that will live in infamy forever, <laughs> according to tabloids, Angelina files for divorce. What? Two years. Was the point of a 12-year... Re- Come on.
0: She- Why would she do that? Hmm.
1: You probably remember this. There were rumors that Brad had an affair with his co-star in the movie Allied, uh, Marion Cotillard. Okay. Okay. Seems those weren't true and may have originated with Angelina's Jesus Christ. You know what? Let's let Angie's amazing publicity machine tell us why she filed for divorce, according to TMZ. Yes, let's. Quote, Sources, well, this is TMZ, quote, sources connected with the couple tell us Angelina's decision to file has to do with the way Brad was parenting the children. She was extremely upset with his methods. Our sources say Angelina became fed up with Brad's consumption of weed and possibly alcohol and mixed with what she believes is an anger problem. She felt it became dangerous for the children,
0: which is like, what? Hardcore. That's no Jennifer Aniston statement.
1: No. So the cut explains the dynamic happening here. Okay. Quote, Brad was buried from the start. By filing for divorce on a Monday, Angie left him with few avenues to make his case to the public. The major tabloids, People, Us Weekly, OK, all go to press Monday night.
0: The New York Post
1: reports that none of the tabloids have Brangelina stories for this week. They won't be able to exploit the explosive and popular news story until September 28, when next week's issues start to hit the newsstands. Oh,
0: my God. So
1: she's, like, crippling him and then hitting him, basically, with a bunch of child abuse allegations. Well,
0: and saying you're a stoner alcoholic who beats kids. Right. Like, that's... Yeah.
1: So according according to Angie... Brad had hit Maddox in the face in a drunken rage aboard their private plane as they flew from Europe to Los Angeles like that Sunday before filing on Monday.
0: I can't validate this to be true. The
1: public rollout of this really indicates there was a lot more planning going on here. But she made a report to L.A. Child Services before she filed. Like basically she went to L.A. Child Services. Then she went to divorce court. Wow. On Monday. That's the story. Brad adamantly denied getting physical with Angie or any of their kids ever and admitted only to yelling at Maddox during an argument he was having with Angie on the plane. People close to him said Angie wanted to take a job with the United Nations that would require her to leave L.A. So she was going all out to get full custody.
0: Oh. So
1: as far as I can tell, I mean, she's had this ambassador with the U.N. High Commissioner for Refugees sure. gig since like one and as far as I can tell, that's the only UN job she has ever had. Like she's still active. Like she when okay. they do their New York their annual New York confab, whatever she speaks. She usually speaks on women's issues and like women's empowerment and all that stuff. But
0: anyway, so that didn't happen. I don't know. So, let me ask you: Did do you think Brad saw this coming, or is Brad like it you seems, went to divorce what it today?
1: Seems, seems like he totally had his legs cut out from under him. It seems like he had no inkling. That this was coming. Her next step was to have sources close to her leak that Brad absolutely, positively, and again, she's gone to the police, basically, family services, saying that he punched their kid in the face. Oh, my God. So, yeah, her next step is to tell the tabloids, like, oh, my gosh, like, Brad Pitt should not be prosecuted for child abuse. And if I find out that the authorities are building a case for that, I'm going to go so silent that they will hear everything like she is gonna stick up for her family no matter what and this is like a week later i mean what she is playing this tabloid thing and he is like what the fuck is happening in my
0: life right now?" so it seems like she definitely has plan a to z and he is yeah what the fuck is happening yeah and he's okay
1: and he's got allied is coming out global release big budget movie wow and so and suddenly like Oh, Brad Pitt's a child abuser. Who's going to go see that, right? Like, all the same because, uh, oh, right. And here's the kicker. They were on a plane when this alleged assault allegedly happened. It could have been in European airspace, could have been in international airspace, could have been in U.S. airspace. But no state has jurisdiction so, the FBI gets involved to figure out, oh my God, is it? And so, everybody spends hours being interviewed. Bring in the, the G-Men. Mm-hmm. Great. So, again, Brad's got this movie coming out. In early November 2016, Jolie's lawyers, not Brad Pitt's lawyers, <laughs> Jolie's well-prepared lawyers, announced that a custody agreement has been reached and that she would retain custody of all six kids, with Brad being allowed therapeutic visits which is a bullshit way of saying supervised visits with his six children basically seconds later like the next day la announces that it did not have enough evidence to sustain any child abuse allegations against brad pitt oh and wasn't like, that convenient the day after that the no. fbi says the same thing
0: it <sighs> is it is literally it, like it's too well planned it's it's Cromwellian. mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So basically, in a roughly two-month period during which Brad had this global release of his big-budget movie, Angie masterfully landed blow after blow via law enforcement, via tabloids, through her unnamed sources. While all he could do was basically cave and give her everything that she wanted, because unbelievable, what the fuck else? Like wow. So once the dust settled, it seemed like most people and like tabloid outlets and all that stuff had kind of settled on the view. That she had just been meticulous in the rollout of this divorce, just like any other high-profile Hollywood media blitz, and that it was as cutthroat as could be, right? Like, just shocking. So in May of 2017, Brad resurfaces for a spread and interview in GQ style, in which he looked much thinner and discussed giving up drinking and trying to be more in touch with his emotions so he can be a better dad to his kids. Oh, good for him. Mm -hmm. Not to be outdone. No. Angie fronted the September issue of Vanity Fair that year, but the interview was decidedly lacking. She explained that the children had been very brave, but when the reporter asked, "Like, well, when were they? Like, how were they brave?" she was like, "You know, just brave. They've been brave." What prompted the divorce? And Angie's like, "Things got bad. Things got difficult."
0: Like, oh, you don't have a story because there is no. St- yeah, it's
1: it's weird. So here's the good news. For, good. I'm glad think, there's some good news. Well, I mean, I th- I think a lot of parents in a divorce go through. Like, we've heard this from people we've talked to. Like, it, you know, in one case, it was a wife who tried to file a child abuse claim against a husband as part of the divorce. And
0: Sure. You I'm got sure, shady lawyers, and they're like, this is mm-hmm. the way we need to win, right. so we're going to do this.
1: And I'm sure it happens in the reverse, too. It's crap. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's obviously not always crap, but in this case, it the yeah, FBI cr- investigated, <laughs> right? I think I think we can call it crap. Okay. The good news for people who are in similar situations, which I think are quite common, is that over time, judges have given Brad more time with the kids and essentially threatened to pull physical custody from Angelina if she didn't take affirmative steps to improve their relationship with their father.
0: Oh. Because the, cause she's bad talking him. Possibly. It sounds like.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think she's been very controlling. She would not give Brad, like the older kids have cell... Well, actually all the kids now I think are 10 and up. So they've probably all got cell phones. I'm sure. She wouldn't give Brad their phone numbers. And I guess he probably had the older... Kid, like Maddox is 16 or 17 now. Like he- So he probably had the older kids' numbers. She would read the... T- she was monitoring their texting. Stuff like that. So the judges have told her to back off. But like the posture of the courts in a divorce... And I think this is like, again, a really important thing for parents to keep in mind. If something hugely egregious is said at the outset, that seems like you're going to lose your kids forever. That is not the posture. Of course, courts want both parents, unless there is super strong evidence that you are a danger to your children, like which most people are not. <laughs> the courts will work to make sure that both parents get ample time with the kids. Like, And that's kind of what's been happening. I just don't, I don't know what she thought was going to happen.
0: So my psychological insight, because not liking her any better yeah, in this no, story, no, I, I, is that Brad has somehow become the substitute for what she is continuing to try to work out with dad. Maybe so. Like, and he's become, because like by all accounts, I don't think he's a bad guy. Does He's too much of a chill starter guy to be like, I, can, I can't, he's Jack Johnson. You can't see him angry. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So what are you trying to set him up for that you are you're getting something out of it but I don't it's, know how much it has to do with Brad Pitt. Yeah, I mean Interesting.
1: Yeah, like at one point she was I think in the UK working on a movie and she basically had to relocate the family back to Los Angeles because the judge was like, "No. Their father gets to spend time with them. This is yeah. what is best for the children."
0: Like, it isn't about what's best for the parents. It's what's best for the kids. Brad Pitt is not John Voight, honey. I'm just saying. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: So, from the outside, you know, it seems like Brad Pitt is a perfectly decent dad who's really been through the ringer. Yeah. And while he can't get that time back with his kids, according to reports, things have really stabilized between the two of them in recent months. Like, they've they are legally single now they have not resolved he's going to keep fighting for joint custody he's likely to get it too sure in, in my non-lawyerly opinion her demand for sole custody is unreasonable because he's not any like it's just he's gonna end up with joint not custody. a threat
0: financially viable like so yeah. it goes back
1: to jason hoppy and bethany frankel mm-hmm. she keeps saying i want sole custody and he keeps saying no no i want I just want I want joint custody like I don't want sole custody and the judges keep siding with him even though it sounds like he's kind of a psycho who's stalking the fuck out of her so I don't think Brad Pitt is stalking her it doesn't sound like the yeah Yeah. so anyway it seems like things are a lot better for the kids okay I'm super glad to hear that Mm -hmm. good the divorce is not quite final though seriously even now even now okay so in the same way that with with Jen, like they divorced and then they worked out a settlement sure. months later. That's what they've decided. That's what okay. he and Angelina have decided to do. So they're
0: so they're divorced dish.
1: They're divorced, but yeah, they're gonna keep working on cash property. Assets. She leveled some weird allegation that like he had never paid child support since she left him and he was like, dude, I loaned you like tens of millions of dollars. I mean he Whoa. loaned her a bunch of money and she's like, well a loan isn't child support. <laughs> but clearly he's...
0: Do like, you know how many women in the world would die to get $80 of child support from their lousy ex? We
1: have friends who never got a penny. Not like, a penny. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. There's $80 million.
1: Probably everybody has a friend who Jeez. never got a penny. So, all right. They're working through this bifurcated divorce process. And, you know, gotta say, in working on this story, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to run virus scanners on my computer because I went through <laughs> so many trash websites. <laughs> But I'm finding myself really sympathetic to Brad Pitt and the children at this point, and just really confused about what Angelina thought was gonna happen when she went and told
0: Family Services that, like, Brad Pitt is a child abuser. Brad Pitt is a child, like, it's fuck. Yeah. No, she knew it was gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. You've lived in the press cycle long enough. She is a calculating cold it's, snake. Yeah, that it's one.
1: just weird. I will say, like, it sounds like Brad is trying to be a good dad and Angelina is trying to be a good mom, and she's a weirdo, and I didn't know. And I have much more sympathy to your viewpoint on things, Alicia. Team, I am glad. Team Jen?
0: Team Jen. No, like, it's cool. Like, Angelina Jolie does a lot of good humanitarian stuff. and She does. From it sounds like, you know, her background of being kind of bullied and kind of weird. Mm-hmm. She's probably, hopefully, going to be an okay mom to understand that. Can I share my weirdo
1: theory about her very large number of children? Yeah, tell me. So all of these kids, Shiloh was born in Namibia, and the twins, I want to say, were born in France, or but they were born... And Every
0: kid's been born in a different country, which yeah.
1: makes them eligible for multiple passports. They okay. can hold multiple citizenship in multiple pla. They are international people. they are not American children. Mm-hmm. They are third country children. they're children of the world. I think she's attempting to assemble the Avengers <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, her children her, own brand. her children are being raised. Like Maddox has had a foundation since he was adopted by her. She is raising humanitarians who are going to be vastly rich. Her children are all beautiful. Like, all of them are beautiful. They will hopefully, I mean, I I think her dream is that she's going to launch these six kids out into the world to Avenger style, change it for the better, which is not a bad dream.
0: It's just, it's not a bad dream. I look forward to reading the tell all that one of those kids writes yeah. about their crazy fucking mom.
1: <laughs> there may be a few.
0: Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh trash cans. Good god. Jennifer Aniston gets buckets and buckets of halos. Mm-hmm. As trashy divorces go, I don't know. It <sighs> Don't commit adultery on film for the world to see, dude. Well, and he he did lie.
1: Like he said that and he lie about, like, did not have like, and it it's pretty clear that, I want to say Courtney Cox, I saw a Courtney Cox quote that like once, like once he met An- Angelina Jolie, like he just checked out of his marriage. Yeah. Like once that movie started, he just wasn't in it anymore. And
0: I, I don't, I don't know what I'd give them. Like, they had a great statement at the end, but I think that's her, not him. I'm giving her a crap ton of halos and maybe a three and a half for their divorce. How's that?
1: Yeah, I think it seems high, but I guess there was, no. yeah, there was yeah. like sexist smearing afterwards. Yeah, three and a half's fine.
0: I'm going to go three and a half with the mm-hmm. whole he lacked the sensitivity gene, and I can't wait for my kids to see me fall in love with my wife who you're not even married to anymore. Yep. How many do you give Angie and Brad? Um, God, I'm- I don't like her feel like this is a fiver
1: i mean done assuming you don't need to convince me yeah assuming that assuming that brad's account of what happened with maddox is accurate like boom that fine that could be a five with some flames agreed (laughs) fiery five that's ugly i mean if seriously like if she just invented that that is some ugly shit
0: i'm gonna agree with you on that 100 percent, and hold my tongue all right. All right. Why? So that's another week of Trashy Divorces. Trashy Divorces. Hey, Jen Aniston, I got you. I'm right here. You just just tag us. She she really does. Feel free. Anytime. Just reach out. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another week. Uh, go and keep it trashy, but not as trashy as Angelina Jolie. Cause I don't know if anybody's that trashy. God,
1: I hate to say it, cause I really have—I've yeah, never you started
0: with zero opinion. Yeah, I've never. No, I mean, a, like, swayed. just
1: generally po- good actress who does a lot of humanitarian stuff and adopts kids. Like, I mean, what's well, not to love? But boy, that's a weird story. All right, hey, yeah, don't don't be trashy like that. Be trashy in your own fun way. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, trashy tidbits on Patreon this week is going to be amazing. All right. All right. Yeah. See everybody next week. Yeah. Y'all uh, have a good one. All right. Keep kicking ass. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art
1: is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy check her out at ratzi's store on instagram